Good morning, guys. It is Monday, um, April. What is it tomorrow? I think it's, uh, let's see, 19th. To keep track of what the day is. April 19th, 2021. And I'm glad to be back. Um, excited to be reading to you again today. And I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, got outside, did some things and was safe. So my name is Donna, and this is Read to the Child, and that's what we're going to do. So here we go. Well, the first book today is uh, about a character we probably all are familiar with, um, and her name is Minnie Mouse. The name of this book is Minnie Mouse, A Magical Story. Okay, and this is written by a lady named Anne Braybrooks. So let's, it's a Disney book, so let's get to it. Obviously, it's a Disney book. Minnie Mouse is Disney. It was a perfect spring day, and Minnie Mouse was spending it in the perfect way. She was making a new bonnet. Not bad, Minnie said, admiring her new bonnet. But it's not what I had in mind. Minnie searched her closet, her dresser drawers, and her cabinets until she found just the right thing. An old bag of balloons. Minnie quickly blew up two, one pink and one yellow. Then she removed the feathers and tied the balloons to her bonnet with pretty lavender ribbons. As Minnie was putting the final touches on her new creation, she spotted Mickey Mouse through her windows. Yoo-hoo, Mickey! she cried, running outside. I want to show you something. Suddenly, a gust of wind snatched up the balloons, and Minnie's beautiful new bonnet sailed up into the sky. Minnie quickly jumped in Mickey's car and fastened her seatbelt. Follow that hat! she cried. Minnie and Mickey drove through town, keeping their eyes on the floating bonnet. Minnie held her breath every time it drifted near telephone poles and chimneys, but the bonnet just soared higher into the sky with each fresh gust of wind. Oh no, Minnie cried. She watched nervously as a curious crow flew right toward her bonnet. The bird began pecking at the pink balloon and pop, the, the startled crow flew off. There was only one balloon left, but the bonnet was still floating high in the air. Mickey and Minnie drove to the edge of town, following the bonnet as the wind carried it farther and farther away. Soon they reached a farm and Mickey spotted a rope hanging from a fence post. Mickey grabbed the rope and tied it into a lasso. One, two, three times he tossed the lasso into the air, but the bonnet was still out of reach. The hat zigged and zagged over the farm until the yellow balloon snagged on a weather vane on top of a barn. Pop! Oh, dear, cried Minnie as she watched the bonnet drop right into the branches of a tall tree. We've got it now, Minnie cried. Help me with this ladder, Mickey. 
While Mickey held the ladder, Minnie carefully climbed up and found, hmm, a robin redbreast sitting in her hat. Hey, that's not a nest, Minnie said to the bird. Shoo! But the bird was quite comfortable and wouldn't budge. Suddenly, the robin was joined by another robin. Oh, I see, Minnie said, admiring the happy couple. She tried to be very quiet as she climbed down the ladder. I should have suspected that it would end this way, Minnie sighed. What do you mean? Mickey asked. After all, Minnie said with a laugh, that bonnet has been nothing but trouble. The end. All right, that was the Minnie Mouse book. Let's read, um, let's read this one. Uh, let's read this one. The name of this book is called Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. It's uh, written by Bill Martin Jr. and John Archambault. So it was written by two guys. And the name of the book is Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Are you ready? A told B and B told C, I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree. said D to E, F, and G. I'll beat you to the top of the coconut tree. Chicka-chicka-boom-boom. Will there be enough room? Here comes H up the coconut tree. Getting crowded up there, isn't it? I and I and J and Tagalong K all on their way up the coconut tree. Chicka-chicka-boom-boom. Will there be enough room? Look who's coming. L-M-N-O-P. It's like the whole alphabet's coming, doesn't it? And Q-R-S and T-U-V. Still more. W and X-Y-Z. The whole alphabet up the... Oh, no. Chicka-chicka-boom-boom. So let me describe this page to you. They were all up in the top of the tree, and the top of the tree went way over. And guess what they did? They all fell out. Skit, scat, scoodle, doot, everybody running to the coconut tree. Mamas and papas and uncles and aunts hugged their little dears, then dust their pants. Help us up, cried ABC. Next, from the pile-up, skinned knee D, and stubbed toe E, and patched up F. Then comes G all out of breath. H is tangled up with I. J and K are about to cry. L is knotted like a tie. M is looped. N is stooped. O is twisted. Alley-oop. Skit, scat, scoodle, doot, doot, yep, flip, flap, flop, flee. Look who's coming. It's Black Eyed P, Q R S, and Loose Tooth T. Then U V W, wiggle, jiggle, free, last to come, 
X, Y, Z. And the sun goes down on the coconut tree. But, chicka chicka boom boom. Look, there's a full moon. A is out of bed, and this is what he said. Dare, double dare, you can't catch me. I'll beat you to the top of the coconut tree. Chicka chicka boom boom. And there they go again, huh? Uh, let's see. Let's read this one. I read this one before. And it's called Who Sank the Boat? Hmm. So it's written by Pamela Allen. And it's a picture of a cow. And I think that's a donkey. Yeah. There's a picture of a donkey and a cow on the front of the book in a rowboat. And the name of the book is Who Sunk Who Sank the Boat. So here we go. Beside the sea on Mr. Peffer's place there lived a cow, a donkey, a sheep, a pig, and a tiny little mouse. They were good friends, and one warm sunny morning, for no particular reason, they decided to go for a row in the bay. Do you know who sank the boat? Was it the cow who almost fell in when she tilted the boat and made such a din? No, it wasn't the cow who almost fell in. Do you know who sank the boat? Was it the donkey who balanced her weight, who yelled, I'll get in the bow before it's too late? No, it wasn't the donkey who balanced her weight. Do you know who sank the boat? Was it the pig, as fat as butter, who stepped in at the side and caused a great flutter? No, it wasn't the pig as fat as butter. Do you know who sank the boat? Was it the sheep who knew where to sit to level the boat so that she could knit? No, it wasn't the sheep who knew where to sit. Do you know who sank the boat? Hmm. Was it the mouse, the last to get in, who was the lightest of all? Could it be him? What do you think? Uh, according to the picture, when the mouse got in, the boat sank. So they all got in, and then when the final one got in, which was the mouse, the boat couldn't take any more. So... Down it went. Uh, let's see what we have. Let's see what we got here to read. Let's read. How about we got time for another one? How about Thomas Train? Uh, let's do Thomas Train. And Thomas Train is written by, um, I guess it's a, a W. Audrey, Reverend W. Audrey. Okay. Not so everybody know who Thomas is. Thomas is the blue train, and so here we go. 
Thomas often grumbled because he was not allowed to pull passenger trains. The other engines laughed. You're too impatient, they said. You'd be sure to leave something behind. Rubbish, said Thomas crossly. You just wait. I'll show you. One night, Thomas and Henry were alone. Henry was ill. The men worked hard, but he didn't get any better. Henry usually pulled the first train in the morning, and Thomas would always get his coaches ready. He would fetch them from the yard and bring them to the platform. If Henry is ill, thought Thomas, perhaps I shall pull his train. In the morning, Thomas ran to find the coaches. Come along, come along, he fussed. There's plenty of time, there's plenty of time, grumbled the coaches. Thomas took them to the platform and wanted to run round in front at once, but his driver wouldn't let him. Don't be impatient, Thomas, he said. So Thomas waited and waited. The people got in. The guard and the station master walked up and down. The porters banged the doors, and still Henry didn't come. Thomas got more and more excited every minute. What's the matter, said the fat controller. The station master told him about Henry. Find another engine, the fat controller ordered, hurrying out of the platform. There is only Thomas, said the station master. Thomas, you'll have to do it, said the fat controller. Be quick now. So Thomas ran round to the front and backed down on the coaches, ready to start. Don't be impatient, Thomas, said his driver. Wait until everything is ready. But Thomas was too excited to listen to a word he said. Nobody knows what happened next. Perhaps they forgot to couple Thomas to the train. Perhaps Thomas was too impatient to wait until they were ready. Or perhaps his driver pulled the lever by mistake. But somehow, Thomas started. People waved and shouted at him, but he didn't stop. They're waving because I'm such a splendid engine, Thomas thought importantly. Henry says it's hard to pull trains, but I think it's easy. Hurry, 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 puffed Thomas, pretending to be like Gordon. As he passed the first engine box, Thomas saw the signalmen waving and shouted at him. They're pleased to see me, he thought. They've never seen me pulling a train before, and he whistled back to them. Peep, peep. But soon Thomas came to a danger signal. Bother, he thought. I must stop, and I was going so nicely, too. What a nuisance signals are, and he blew on angry peep, peep on his whistle. One of the signalmen came running up. Thomas, he said, what are you doing here? I'm pulling a train, said Thomas proudly. Can't you see? Where are your coaches then, asked the signalman. Thomas looked back. Why, bless me, he said, if we haven't left them behind. Yes, said the signalman. You'd better go back and fetch them. Poor Thomas was so sad, he nearly cried. At the station, all the passengers were talking at once. They were telling the fat controller, the station master, and the guard what a bad railway it was. Suddenly, they saw, they saw Thomas coming back into the station, looking very sad. 
When everyone saw how sad and sorry he was, he was, they couldn't be cross anymore. So they coupled Thomas to the train, and this time he really pulled it. Thomas worked very hard all day long, and he wasn't impatient at all. You've been a very useful engine, said his driver. Well done. But for a long time afterwards, the other engines laughed at Thomas. Look, they said, there's Thomas, who wanted to pull a train, but forgot about the coaches. But everybody makes mistakes, don't they? And it's just fine because everybody does it, and then we learn from them. So that's all for today, guys. Um, we'll see you tomorrow, and you have a great day. Goodbye, guys.